Welcome to It's Not A Man's World podcast. It's exciting, isn't it? This podcast is all about exploring how men deal with the modern world of relationships. From that initial message or hello to developing a blossoming romance, all the way down to the times when sheer lust and desire take you over, we've all been there. The voices you'll hear come from, let's say, different measurements of the love thermometer. I'm Dan and I've been pretty much in relationships for the last 13 years. That makes me feel old. And I've had my fair share of good and bad experiences like all of us along the way. I'm joined by my own university mate, Tom. I've known him for over 10 years now. And he's currently facing the challenge of the ever-changing dating world. He would regard himself as properly single. He says that the world is his oyster. It's just a pity that so many girls seem to be allergic to fish. (laughs) Tom, how are you, mate? Thanks for that introduction, mate. Yeah. Um, I'm doing very well, apart from the fact that no one likes my taste of fish. That sounds really, really wrong. Start as you mean to go on, mate. Start as you mean to go on. Yeah. As much as we'll be sharing our experiences, our thoughts, our opinions, if they mean anything, we also want to hear from you. We want to hear how the sexes may get it very right or very wrong. We want to hear your experiences of the good times and the bad times. If you've got a story, please feel free to get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. Bring us a tweet at Not A Man's Podcast. So our Twitter page, at Not A Man's Podcast. That's the way you can get in touch with us. And we, of course, would love to hear from you. Over 10 years of knowing know. each other. An awful lot has changed since we first met. I mean, technically, this is the third decade of knowing each other, when you think about it, which is bloody scary. Yeah, I mean, visually, we've not changed that much. No, 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 I wouldn't say so. I mean, I'm definitely way more handsome than what I was back then. You've aged like a fine bottle of expensive alcohol of some sort, of something that, like that. That's very kind of you to say. And then on night out, you're always the cheapest. <laughs> you know me, I'm a very, very cheap date. You need to go on those dates. Firstly. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get, thanks, by by the end so. of this, we'll try and somehow find you maybe a date or something. Is that the way to go? You think? Uh, yeah, I, th- I think that'd be a really successful end. So, like a good to this series quality podcast, while just being a pimp on the side. Well, there's that. But if you think about it from a business objective, now we're talking business here, Wendell. We're looking at KPIs, right? You know, most people will understand the world of KPIs. We're looking for an outcome. The outcome is me finding a date. I think that's really, really important for this podcast. We're not here to enjoy ourselves. It It sounds near on. It sounds a challenge, I'll be honest. But you know what I've always said? I'm one for challenges that often don't come off. So, <laughs> uh, so let, let's go from there. Why this? Why the podcast? We, we, we kind of got on the same page. We were talking about maybe starting something, doing something yeah. a little bit different alongside what we do for our, for our work. The world is an ever-developing place. I think a scary place. Uh, and certainly when it comes to how people choose to meet, to interact, where they feel most comfortable... I think it's I think it's fair to say it's 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 pretty tough out there isn't it just generally to Absolutely. go up to someone whoever that is and to hit it off. Yeah, I th- I think the world that we knew each other to begin with is now completely different to the world that we live in now. Yeah. If we can start a conversation, hopefully bring a little humour to the experience, we'll try and be funny. If we can maybe even get people talking, like I said, we'd love to hear from people and maybe shed some light on some absolute shockers as well. Are we, I'm hoping we get some some shocking experiences sent to you. There's got to be some out there. There must be some There's got to be some clangers out there. So over the next seven weeks, you'll hear about the challenges of dating in an ever-changing world from the sending to the first perfect message. That's something we're going to cover next week. 
to having maybe to deal with a little bit of rejection. We both had to deal with that. Yeah. I'm not looking at you. But if you say you've had to deal with more rejection than me. Um, maybe. Maybe you've been knocked back a few times. But what knocks you back? I mean, I'm you stronger, that popular saying that I mean, we'll have I'll on a T-shirt by I, the end of the year. I tell you, like Ollie Pope, I've just been knocking the ball back consistently over time. I like that already bringing cricket references in. Well, you know, I know... For 95% of the audience that knows nothing about (laughs) cricket, they'll just be nodding. Yeah, good, very good. I Uh, think you're starting to see a pattern of how things have happened with me, but we'll explain that as we go along. You need to get other kind of, not niche sporting references into this, because cricket isn't niche, but... I think when you start getting into, like the famous darts player once did. <laughs> like what? the famous darts player, Eric Bistow. <laughs> Eric Bistow? Eric Bristow. Jesus Christ, I've got gravy on the mind. Eric Bristow once said. I don't know what he said, but... <laughs> well, rest in that, peace, that's Oh, God, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. He hasn't said anything in a while. No. Do you seem to joke about that? Anyway. No, we um, not. Anyway, we'll cover rejection <laughs> and we'll talk <laughs> niche sporting references. But episode one is going to be all about finding real love in what feels like, Tom, now, a very digital world. Why doesn't anybody seem to interact anymore? Why, on a night out, whether you're looking for a little bit of something, something, or maybe you're looking for a little bit of sugar, you do very rarely see what I would call constructive conversation happening. Constructive conversation, oh, names right, being exchanged details being exchanged what are your hobbies what are your likes constructive conversation why instead to people of both sexes and we're all guilty of this whether you're straight or gay do you take such comfort and confidence in dating apps everything to do for me with tinder bumble plenty of fish the list goes on apparently hinge that's a new one that's a new one i've heard heard about um grinder Yep, 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 heard yep, of Grindr. Okay, yep, yep, we've heard about that. J-Swipe. Yep, the old Jewish classic there, J-Swipe. Everything about it for me, the way that you look to do business on a dating front is horrible. Because in a small number of photos, what is it, five, six photos? Yeah. I, you get, you get, that's what so, you get on a profile, isn't it? Yeah, most some, people. Some apps obviously differ. Um, you're trying to show off your life. You're trying to show yourself off. You are trying to start a conversation, start something out of effectively nothing, and you're trying to come across as funny, normal, charming, confident, all in a few words. It is near on impossible. But that's the way people look to do it now. Yeah, and I I 100% agree with you, Wendell. It's a very tough way to introduce yourself to someone particularly in the digital world that we live in, everything is so instant. I think if you look at someone... Oi, I'll take you up for an example. Or role uh, play. Well, you know, I do like my old role play. If, uh, if we do well, we do role play. Who, well, we do can, want, who do you want me to be? You can be a phone. I can be the phone. Okay, yeah. Okay. You are a phone. Okay. Tell, tell me what you've put up on my screen at that moment in time. All right, how was your weekend? Bored. Next story got a question for you if you had a if you had a dinner had a dinner yes i do have dinners if you had a dinner and you could invite dead or alive three people who would it be oh boring question next Uh, this is tough yeah exactly that's that's what i'm saying now that's me being really harsh but that's what 
everyone has in their digital world every day. They get bombarded with information left, right and centre, left, right and centre. So when you're on a dating app, you're going to take half a second look at someone and their picture and think, hmm, they're attracted to me, hmm, they're not. So I've done a little research into this, right? Yeah, and I, I And I understand there is science, there's been science done, research done. Good old science. To getting the right pictures on a dating app that gives you a better chance Ooh, to get your conversation going, to get it off the mark, to get a little bit of back and forth, and then from there what happens, happens. The first picture, this is your profile picture. So this is the picture that this comes is, up. comes up first, probably the first, or sometimes often the last thing that some <laughs> guys or girls will see when they're looking at you on a dating app, is that you've got to, this is how they worded it, you've got to show something you're proud of. Show a passion. Show pride. What on earth does that mean? Well, I don't. I don't. Here's you've got, my, you've here's, got to show that you've got to show that you're a passionate person. That you've got enthusiasm maybe, and maybe, vigor to do. Maybe something. that's what I've been doing wrong. Maybe I just showed like pure emotion in yeah, my first picture, just like, screaming down like, the lens of the oh camera. Oh my god, I'm so excited to be on Tinder. <laughs> With but we've all heard this fun pictures. Look like you're a fun guy. Oh, you yeah. travel around the world. You're a fun girl. Look where I've been. Look what I've done. Look at me on the lilo, on a pool. Now there is a lot of that. Judging from too my, much of that. Would you say too much time invested? No, but you're trying to show general pool photos. I, th- I don't know. I don't know if people spend enough time in the water anymore. Well, you There's can't. Time around the edges, or sometimes I've been to pools where you can't get into said pool because there is an amount. There's a there's like an outer shell of people that have created a around like, <laughs> like a fence around the pool, and I'm I'm just going for a dip. And just give me a second. The the, the lighting. The light, if I hear the lighting is good. One more time. <laughs> I lose myself. The struggle, it seems, to, to go out there and how people rely on kind of social, social media, that lifestyle and uh, dating apps. Do you think you can be a different person? Absolutely. Maybe someone closer to what you'd rather be? I think most people would probably perceive it like that. I think most people would want to be someone different on social media and they would go a long way to portraying someone different. Now, for example, you get, I think, men and women who use social media or the date naps to find people that they can perhaps have sex with or just have a meaningless thing with. But in real life, they'll give a perception of being clean cut in a way, which is something that, you know, obviously builds up in their mind. But they portray themselves completely differently online to what they do in the real world. There is definitely that difference. I think from my perspective as someone who is, you know, looking to date or looking to find someone, you would portray yourself differently because you you would feel I'm doing something wrong in the real world. I have to change something. Are you doing anything wrong? Just being yourself, aren't you? And if the well, person you're going to find... Hopefully most people are. Whether it's something serious and you'd, you, you'd hope it would be serious, it's only going to work if you yourself, aren't you? And either whether you're yourself from minute one or you slowly put that personality and that character across, you're going to win them over by being yourself, aren't you? So I can't understand why people almost have a persona on dating apps, the way that they conduct themselves through messaging and on photos. And... It's often like then you would go on to meet someone and they are very different. I mean, normally they are an awful lot shyer than you were expecting. Yeah, yeah. Are people more boring? 
Yeah. Do, do we all have just shorter attention spans? And everything we digest now has to be now, it has to be quick. Yeah. It, if it takes four seconds to load up your internet, it, you're fuming. And, and because of that, and people's kind of dependence on technology, that now, more now than ever, it's going to... It's probably going to... Do you think it's going to get worse? Like, the dependence on that's how you're going to go and meet your future partner? Yeah, I'd say so. Because we all have shorter attention spans than what we did 10, 15 years ago when smartphones were just starting up. I think the reality is is that if we're not impressed in half a second, we're on to the next thing on our phone. And that eventually just builds up in... in sort of the way you process things in the real world i think you know if i was i go back to looking at tinder if you're not impressed by a face within half a second you're swiping left but and yeah is I, that is that on average how long you would look i think most would you people, go to a second photo only you'd only go to a second well, photo that, if you had a media interest exactly if you've got that initial oh hello you'd go right and then the buyer right, when's right. that coming in well, that's probably a few pictures down the line. That's probably, you're going, hmm, I'm interested in this girl. Do, do you think she has a personality? And then you swipe back. <laughs> yeah. Looking at her bio going, she likes the London buses 8D6277. Oh, near me. That'll work quite well. Swipe right. <laughs> but in all seriousness, going back to your original point, yes, I do think people have less attention spans. They're a bit more vacuous in terms of their personalities. I think people struggle to make that initial bond with someone when they're meeting them for the first time. I think, interestingly, though, if you look at relationships you have with your friends or with people you've known for a long time, I think people are a lot more open now than what they would have been in the past because you've got through that barrier of trust. I think trust levels have perhaps dropped, but that initial reaction to someone is far less engaging and i think that's down to a lot of social media mm. that's what we think anyway this podcast will be all about hearing from you if you've got a story as we've said a bad experience we want to hear from you if you maybe set up a date and a comp uh, this is this is ideally what we want to hear from people don't kind of take joy in people's troubling experiences best case scenario for me fingers crossed we hear from someone that set up a date with someone and a completely different person turns up that's what I want. <laughs> Essentially, you want a catfish story. I want a good catfish story. I want 67-year-old man rolled up. You know what? I drove a nice car, and now they're happily together. That's <laughs> what I want to hear. A catfish story, but it ended up really well. Yeah, they've got four kids. The 67-year-old was still able to get it up. Incredible. This is a story <laughs> with real kind of twists and turns I mean, at, at every part of it. That could be a podcast for us in about 30, 40 years' time. Anyway, it's time for a different voice because all we're, we're about different perspectives. That's what we're about on this podcast. Yeah, different perspectives. We are a broad church, as the Labour Party once said. A, a political, cricket and political. I like your work. Um, to be fair, I have to say, this is the girl that has kept me on the straight and narrow uh, as well. The rumour is yeah. she knows who killed JFK. Really? And the Oscars are going hostless again this year because she couldn't find the right dress or something. I don't know. I don't blame her. It's a, it's a tough gig. It is a tough gig. But she'll be known to all of you as the girlfriend. The era of social media, and we are surrounded by all these methods of communication, WhatsApp, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. So I think people just don't talk to each other anymore, face-to-face. 
and we're looking for sort of different mediums to start the conversation as well well like with instagram there's a whole load of insecurities that comes with that and seeing people on instagram heavily filtered and the perfect body the perfect face the clothes i think there's a fear that reality doesn't quite match up to what people see in like magazines and instagram so in order to put yourself out there people want to look like that filtered version of themselves so i would have gone up to dan if i was drunk but i I wouldn't necessarily have gone up to him say if i just randomly saw him out and about i think say if i saw him in a pub i don't think i would have gone up to him and said hi how you doing because i would have just been like too shy would have liked the look of him and been like yeah he's nice but i don't think i've ever gone up to a guy in a bar, in a club, wherever. I don't think dating apps are that stressful. I think they're actually quite fun. Like, I quite enjoyed it. Like, it was mindless scrolling and mindless, like, left, right, wherever you want to go. I think most people find love in the digital world now. Although I don't want to make an assumption and say most people. But I've been to a few weddings of people who met on Tinder. And I've been, like, witness to a couple who met on Grindr. So I think... A lot of people do meet on dating apps and through social media. And they just find it easier. And I think, you know, that's probably the way most people meet now. The girlfriend, she'll be back next week. Um, Sounds like she loves a gin. Yeah, I mean, as you said, I only would have come up to Dan if I was drunk. Which would have worked well, because, as you know, I do my best work when they're drunk. (laughs) Um, Dating Um, apps are fun. That's really interesting. I think you can see the different perspectives there because from my point of view, I've always put a lot of pressure of myself on social media when it comes to dating apps and thinking, oh God, if someone likes me, what the hell do I do? But that gin-laden voice there was, you know, it's a bit of fun and a lot of people probably see it like that. I think it's really interesting that a lot of people nowadays will see that as very easy and comfortable to do and there's no responsibility behind it you can be whoever you want to be you can get whoever you want you can do whatever you want and then just leave it at that so i read a a recent report that tinder cut down on catfishing yes there's a show in america huge success globally now that just covers these incredible stories where you are screaming at your tv how naive can you be? How silly can you be? How stupid can you be? Of course, they're not real. Oh, they're real. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Well, Probably should have spoke more. What um, are the chances? So Tinder are cutting down, cracking down on catfishing with a new photo verification feature. I read this article on it. Um, the safety measure aims to help users on the dating app to know if the person they're talking to is, is who they're saying they appear to be. Uh, human-assisted AI to verify profile pictures by asking people to take a number of real-time selfies. And then if you match with those real-time selfies, they'll verify your photos. You get the big blue tick, you're on. Your profile, that's who it is. Margaret, 46, from Wearside. Margaret's looking for a bit of love. That's her. She's taking some real-time selfies. Love the future. The future is looking potentially a safer place. But of course... There will be people out there that have maybe already been catfished. So, again, we'd like to hear from you with your stories that we've already mentioned. You thought you were turning up to talk to Joanne. Joanne, in fact, ended up being John. John actually was, in fact, Big John. 
being Big John wasn't a problem. That was actually a blessing in disguise. <laughs> and you and Big John are more happy than you ever thought you could be. And then you realise, actually, I don't need Joannes in my life. All I needed was Big John. That's best case scenario. Before we go, we want to bring you our first edition of Dear Dumbass. A lovely section so of the show. When we're going to salt, we're going to dig deep into... Okay, um, we don't want to get ourselves sued. So a well-known dating advice column. Ooh. If I can find it in that well-known newspaper. <laughs> you you rustled. I, fa- I found it. I oh, found found it. oh, that was pretty quick. I found it. And we're going to read just some of the stories and we're going to give our own views on it. This as the heading, Sex with Wives. These, some of these, I'm sure they must slightly. Like, I get the idea they probably get letters. But just adding a little bit of extra, a little bit of extra judge to the I stories. Mean, I mean, judging from potential column in potential newspaper, they probably do embellish a few bits and pieces here. I'm going to read this one. Go on. I am totally against cheating, but I've started to fantasise about it. Okay. I've been with my guy for seven years and we have a two-year-old daughter. I'm 30, my boyfriend's 36. We love each other, but we are completely incompatible when it comes to sex. I have a high sex drive. He has none. How does she know that she asked? Well, how has she got the kid? That's what I want to know. That's a good point. He still, he still scored one goal from range. Um, he Maybe he had enough. He made more effort when we got together, but now I'm lucky if we have sex more often than every other month. If I try to initiate it, he rejects me and it makes me feel worthless. I feel frustrated having to satisfy myself all the time. Who's got the time for that, by the way? Um, True. I feel frustrated having to satisfy myself all the time and have started to wonder about cheating. That's a very strange partnership, though, because I, from the outside, would consider you have to be sexually compatible as quite a big thing. Mm. He's obviously stopped making an effort. Is she dry humping his leg? <laughs> Get off. Get off. Is he going, oh, I'm tired, I'm tired. Fake maybe, sleep. Yeah, maybe he's washing his hair or painting his nails, you know. Could could be. Could. Not just what women do. Women do. We have things that we... From a man's point of view, why do you think he don't want to do it anymore? That, there could be a myriad of reasons. I mean, that's opening up a Pandora's box. Maybe he doesn't want to go inside. Pandora. Or maybe there's a Pandora. <laughs> that could be the issue. <laughs> She's got a lovely box out here. Um, yeah, that, there's many reasons. You know, it could be down to the fact that, heaven forbid, they're, they're struggling mentally, like in their own life, not just their partner. I mean, there's a lot of reasons you could go into. Got a two-year-old daughter. Maybe he's just... Maggie. Can't... Let's call her Maggie, for example. She's running around, causing issues. She's up early. Maybe John. Doesn't fancy a quickie at seven thirty in the morning. Maybe he wants to be bu- Joanne. Before, maybe, <laughs> maybe before a busy day at work. Maybe John at seven thirty in the morning has said to Roxy, "I'm sorry, Roxy. We've got Maggie outside banging on the door wanting breakfast. <laughs> you know I've got to get off to work to, with Pandora. <laughs> you know I need, pa- you, know, so, I need you know Pandora this, the bot. This the sounds, boss, sorry, it sounds like a really bad EastEnders script with Danny Dyla. Doing my hidden girl. It Problem is, I've got to go. I've it got sounds to go. like a real badly produced amateur porn. The Dudley Station with Pandora. I just, I just need to get to work, girl. I just said, I think Roxy needs to be blunt with John and say, "I miss banging boots. 
Can we do it more than every other month? Which I think is still fine, by the way. You've got a two-year-old daughter. Well, busy lives. Maybe, maybe you need to get him in a different environment. Take him away from yeah. the two-year-old. Leave Maggie yeah. with Pandora. Yeah, leave Maggie with Joe, Roxy's mum and dad. Yeah. And then go away to, I don't know, South End for the weekend. Some like, really kind of sexy place. South End, really sexy. I was going to say somewhere like... There's a good question. Name Bath. Us. Bristol. Are they sexy places? I'd say so. I mean, Bath, maybe. Liverpool, but that's like a, that's like a dirty sex. Yeah, Liverpool's dirty. <laughs> yeah, I'd say Liverpool's a dirty sex. Maybe, let me just find... I mean, me. if anyone wants to, like, tag us in sexy places they think in the UK, that'd be really, really good. Where's the sexiest place? What's the, con- what's the contact details again? Tell us where you think the sexiest place is. If, if you were Roxy, feeling a little hard up, you're wanting John to take you away somewhere, get yourself away from two-month-old Maggie... Where's the sexy place you want to go for the weekend? Where will Little John become Big John for the weekend? <laughs> That's what we want to know. So uh, don't forget to email us. Obviously, we're at it's not a man's world podcast at gmail.com. That's if you want to email in. But we're also on Twitter at not a man's podcast. And also, we are going to dig deep into another well-known uh, publication in our parts, yes. in the capital. They call it Rush Hour Crush. Have you always have you any looks at it and goes, oh... Please, redhead <laughs> on, on redhead on the central line, looking for five foot eight guy dribbling, bit of kebab meat <laughs> hanging out of his mouth. My God, that's me! Ah, oh, I need to contact them. The way he slurred with me salad. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Funny enough, I have read these on the tube, and every now and again, when I've picked up this paper, and I've gone, I wonder if I'll be in there one day. And well, let's try and help put some people together. What we, what you got for us? Silver Fox, who got off the 5.45pm train in front of me at Eastcote on Tuesday. I was taking my time due to my leg giving me grief. Fancy a coffee? Now, first of all, I just want to say, imagine putting that into a paper. How much does it cost to send, to send that in? Everything's uh, about making money now. Let's, let's be frank. Let's shall, be shall honest. I be, Love comes at a cost. Shall I be honest? Yeah. Standard network charges apply. Oh, so it's reasonable. Yeah, so it's reasonable. Cost of a text, I dare say. But the coffee? Well, yeah. She's obviously not moving well, so it needs to be somewhere near I mean, to her. I mean, she's getting grief from her <laughs> leg. Her poor gammy leg's giving her grief. I like the idea of that conversation. What's wrong with your leg? Ah, oh, she's giving me some grief. You look like a silver fox, you do. Like a, like a silver fox, like a, <laughs> like a George Clooney type. A Philip Schofield, if you will. I think... <sighs> do you think Philip Schofield's a silver fox? See, I'm undecided on this one. I think he's a bit scrawny nowadays to be a silver fox. I would say he's a silver badger. Ooh, I like that analogy, Dan Windle. Yeah, I, just, I don't think he's a, he's not a George Clooney, is he? No, no, he's not. I think he's a, a silver housewife's favourite. Yeah. If you will. And sort of like a silver, um, a silver hamster. A silver hamster. Things you have in households. <laughs> I couldn't think of any pets... A silver... Uh, <laughs> a silver squirrel. A silver squirrel. That's all the time we've got, mate. Uh, we're going to be back next Friday, aren't we? Um, we are indeed. You can catch the podcasts on Acast, Apple Podcasts, and of course, as we've said, we want to hear from you. If you can, leave us a five-star rating. We really appreciate you listening. Share it with your mates. It would mean a lot to us. And next week, we cover the all-important first message. See you soon.